All right. So do you, uh, how do you go about your, your sleeping business? AKA, do you guys do shifts? Do you feel comfortable in the forest to all sleep at once? Should we do shifts? Party members? What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I guess I can do the first shift in the um, the guard tower that I built. <laughs> <laughs> Just in some tree. That's probably where he sleeps too because he's not going to sleep in that tent. I'm trying to think if we want to do shifts or I'm just a light sleeper. Probably shifts. I don't know. What do you guys think? What does Musashi think? Shifts. Like, like no question, Musashi's just like shifts. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's, that's the, the way of the bodyguard, like just security, whatever. All, All right. right. Uh, who does first shift? I'll take, I guess I'll Musashi take can do the first no, shift. No, I wanted the first shift so I can sleep uninterrupted for the rest of the night. <laughs> All right, fine. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so y'all bed down. And I guess if you're paying attention, could you roll me? Uh, perception, dex, int, or yeah, yeah, sense, int, spirit. Either one. Well, I guess it's all sixes, so it doesn't matter. Okay. So, got yeah, seven. Your first shift goes by uneventful. I love rolling low enough that I don't notice the trouble. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yep. You get to see the sun completely set and. Uh, it's nice and cool out. Maybe a mosquito or two bites you. But for the most part, pretty chill. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna waddle into the tent and flop down <laughs> in, in my customary spot that we don't have a customary spot because we haven't done this yet. But um, he's deciding it's customary. This, this is my this is my spot, uh-huh. and I'll kick Musashi as I as I lay down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's your turn. So I'll do a check too. Yep. And either you're in. sensing, either you're trying to find hidden things or sense nearby living stuff. I, I think it's more like being attentful, not like searching with senses, like just, you know, within, within proximity. Like he's not worried about things that are off the distance. So I'm going to use Dex Int. <laughs> oh, thank God. I got a nine. So, Musashi, like, it's night now. You hear the crickets chirping and mm-hmm. fireflies are starting to show up. And I guess... My God, they really of... made a fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you hear rustling in the trees and maybe some chittering. And that's pretty much your night. Okay. And I go back inside and whoever's up next, I guess, is up next. Maybe I shake the tree that Pico's sleeping in. Like, it's your turn to stay up. He drops okay. out. <laughs> Toss like a rock or something up there because I can't reach him, you know, or something. I don't know. So if it's a full shift, can I do both sensing and perception at different times? Sure. Okay, because let's see. Sensing is, what did you say, in spirit? Yeah, and it's okay. like basically sensing nearby living creatures. And can I use my plus two night vision? Sure, <laughs> fine. Okay, so that one's a seven for sensing. So, like Francis, you have a pretty, like, there's, like, nothing out of the ordinary. It's the same kind of, like, the forest noises. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a raccoon that you see walking around. 
So all the fireflies have left, but all the flower flies have come out. <laughs> and each time they like emit a burst of light and it's like in the shape of like a, a, a bloom. Yeah. Like every now, now and then cute. there's just like a bloom in the middle, middle of the air. Okay. Now perception. Uh, Twelve. <clears throat> So as you're looking around and kind of maybe walking around the campsite and you go out a little further and you're actually looking for something potentially, you notice on the ground a disc of wood that looks like it's been carved and it's been carved in a way that it's domed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know Um, what this is. And so, yeah, it's like kind of carved. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything, but... We'll follow up on this, <laughs> but I'll definitely, I'll definitely take it. I don't know what you're talking about, Brandon. Mm. And, and then, so, yeah, yeah I go back and, and then uh, poke. Zulfred, I think, is the last person. Yeah. I say, hey, sorry to wake you, but yeah, you got to check for bandits, I guess. Really, as Chris, personally, the middle two shifts would be the worst. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, yep. 100%. Okay. In spirit for sensing, or if you're like trying to find hidden things, dex int. Um, they're the same roles. So what should I be looking for, guys? What do we? What would we rather look out for? Mm. Probably sensing, because uh, you know, physically, we've all kind of walked around and, and seen things, but. Um, in terms of like people or animals sneaking up on us, then that's something that can happen anytime. 11. For Ulfred's shift, it's the last shift and the day is starting to break, right? The, so the sky is getting lighter and eventually the sun kind of peaks up over the horizon behind you and the sky starts to turn like lighter colors of orange and pinks and purples and sensing around the forest you hear this chittering in the trees and the rustling uh, above you in leaves and that's the only thing that sticks out to you okay so it's basically fine yep great all right day has breaked you wake up you must roll your condition checks again. Oh, no. Oh, critical. I got an eight. That's still not enough to boost wow. one of my dice. <laughs> 14 this time. Seven, a whole seven. <laughs> I got a 12. You and, you and uh, Misashi, like, I guess being outside in the forest is good for you. It is my element. And also, you- I'm, ro- I'm rolling a D12 and a D6 plus one so it's like that's disgusting statistically i should do okay alfred is an indoor dog (laughs) okay so this is your last day of traveling before oscarton what does your guys's morning routines look like when you're out oh so lots of preening just a lot of time at that mirror with that soap somebody has to kick francis awake at the last minute (laughs) he's basically curled up in the fetal position with the with the blankie wrapped up in like mm-hmm. in him and yeah somebody just has to kick him because he'll he'll sleep pico tries to do it but it's like a little trampoline you don't really feel anything <laughs> yeah so she like back. walks up is like kicks him is like boy <laughs> it's time to <laughs> like like the whole tent has just come up around him 
you guys have managed to drag like the mat out from underneath him and he's still <laughs> fully asleep. Oh, are we leaving? Okay. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So once again, we'll do our travel check for getting going. Again, mm. it's another hot, humid day and you're still in the woods. So you're looking for a nine. Ooh, I got a five. Oh, oh no. Nine. I got 20. <laughs> <laughs> it, I got 18 plus two to the versus hot. So it's like 20. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a, that's a big number. That is a big number. I got an 18. So poor Pico. So Pico. Yeah, it means half HP. Half of your HP is mm. halved. So I go from 10 to five. As Musashi has 32 HP, looking at 10 to 5, it's like, oh, God, how are you standing, poor one? You guys get up, you start walking, and you're traveling. And Pico, and maybe the others too see this, as you're going through the woods and down the path, you see this squirrel on the ground. And it looks, in my head, like, it looks like a squirrel that's like fainted and swooned on the ground and just panting like so <laughs> dramatic. Yes, like super dramatic. Panting and it's just like has his little paw above his forehead and it's like wiping the sweat from his brow. And Pico, you're the one who sees this first. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you do anything? When you I see mean, this dramatic squirrel on the ground? Is this lying out 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 of the shade? <laughs> it's lying at the base of like a tree oh okay I don't know if I, Pico would do anything <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like, okay there's a hot squirrel there uh, <laughs> I wouldn't try to eat it or anything hmm that's a good question if, if Pico hunts squirrels as a cat probably hmm he looks so vulnerable too like mm-hmm. as soon as it like it like <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'll play along. Okay, so Pico's probably sick of these, these rations. He's going to get some fresh meat. So I don't know if this gels with what you're thinking about. Pico would shoot it from afar. Oh, okay. But do we want to open this can of worms of incorporating our first kill into the game or attempted kill? Is everybody else oh. comfortable okay with this? I play Oregon Trail where I've killed hundreds of <laughs> pixelated squirrels, Elk rabbits, and, you yeah. it, You know, like 500 meat and you can only carry back 200. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> like, I'm okay with So it. much waste. <laughs> I'm good with it. I don't really care. Yeah, I think Pico would try. Okay. okay. Let, let's have fun with this. Okay. Because I know I'm going to lose 5 HP somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it more fun. Pico's going to try and sneak up on it because, you know, shooting arrows is pretty boring. I, I, can, I can hit a squirrel from 500 yards away. That's fine. I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to go hunt the squirrel like a cat. Okay. So I'm going to try and sneak around the tree and mm-hmm. then try and jump out from behind it. Okay. So roll me a sneak. Okay. Which is dex dex. Uh, that's a nine. Okay. That's, a, that's without you, bonuses. You can, you can do it. Okay. So... This squirrel is like doing this, this dramatic thing. This is just a Pico scene now. Mm-hmm. Doing this dramatic scene where it's putting its like little paws and then it sees you with its eyes open and then like 
swoons even harder and like makes himself <laughs> more vulnerable looking and he closes his eyes and that's when pico melts into the shadows of the forest <laughs> and it opens its eyes and it doesn't see like where you're at and it starts to get nervous and then yeah you are behind it you you have snuck up on it oh man I really want to experience the magic of Dungeons and Dragons, but I'm a cave hermit who made an oath never to speak to other people again. And I want to watch a classic fantasy series like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones, but I can't stand the sight of human faces. Well, I want to relive the magic of make-believe, the humor of a preschool-aged child, and the genuine camaraderie of nearly 10 years of friendship through only my ears, but I don't know how. <laughs> You ignorant fools! You don't even know about Dames and Dragons! <gasps> what? But Dames and Dragons? What's that? Dames and Dragons is a Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast! A, a, a podcast? So I can experience the spontaneous group storytelling of D&D without breaking my oath of solitude? That's right. And I can take part in a rich fantasy storyline without ever having to lay eyes on a disgusting human face? Never again will the faces plague you. And it has a cast of four female friends who make constant immature jokes as they play? Absolutely. I would never lead you astray, my friend. Whether you love D&D or just love a good fantasy tale, Dames and Dragons is the podcast for you. Tells the story of three unlikely heroes who are chosen to become guardians of the goddess of their world, a floating island by the name of Estra. By God, that sounds like something I could get into. Sounds like something I'd love. Sounds like something I'd make. Well, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> Dames and Dragons, updated every second Monday, wherever podcasts are sold. What do you do? Claws out. <laughs> Time so your to bounce. claws out, and as soon as you claws out, it lets out this little, like, yelp. <laughs> and then a bunch of scrolls jump down from the tree on top of you. <laughs> I feel like you knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> and so now all these squirrels are like swarming over you, like five or six of them um, mm. running around your body. Now I'll let you take control of what it is. They're trying to take stuff off of you. Okay. <gasps> A few squirrels. Oof. So I have my super extendo staff. So I've probably been in a situation like this before. I uh, kind of like bend over and stick the staff like kind of um, anchored against my stomach and I just extend that staff and I launch myself into the air. <laughs> sure. It's and like then, all like, these scrolls on my back and just like they're whole, just Yeah and like some of them are trying to hold on to your like backpack and like have grab or grabbing trying to grab stuff like maybe there's like one little paw got into like a ration bag and pull, mm. like pulled some of the the limbus bread out <laughs> this crumbs go everywhere and then I think you if you're okay with this, like slam into something and lose like five HP. Yeah, there's probably a lot of tree branches around here. So launching myself in the air is probably not smart in the long term. Got me away from the squirrels, but yeah, that, that hurts. Oh, <laughs> and, and a bruised is... belly. Yeah. 
Imagine that, an extendo staff stunt would actually hurt your stomach really bad. Yeah. It's like, it's like a focused point of pressure showing you. Hurt it a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And that's how Pico oh. loses five health <laughs> squirrel ambush. Can't trust those squirrels. Mm-mm. And I think, I don't know, you catch back up with the group. This isn't the first time we've encountered, well, as players encountered a squirrel gang ambush. Like, <laughs> I remember, like, I think Jake encountered, like, a gang of squirrels and stuff, too. And they were doing, like, the warriors come out to play. Thing yeah, they were. All right, Pico, you can catch back up with the group. And then, yeah, you have to make the mapping uh, check next. Okay. And now if someone wants to help me, they can. This is an int int. Oh, See I that? can help you. Okay. I have four int. I can help. <laughs> Alfred shoves him out of the way. Oh, I got this one. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> My basis. I had, mine is a, a seven. So uh, this one might not go so well. 17. Dang, you should have rolled that. <laughs> so that makes a... Uh, what, what's helping? Is it a plus one? Plus or one. Okay. So we're up to an eight. Oh, you didn't make it. Ooh. Can we both Probably. eight? <laughs> Only one other person can support. I think I'm going to cast something here because I don't... I mean, basically, it's you lose your way, move half the normal distance. Musashi keeps confusing them by insisting that West is to his left. <laughs> Always to Regardless of which direction he's facing. So distracting. West is maybe, this way. Maybe during the squirrel attack, one of their claws had like ripped part of the map. There so I go. couldn't see. Because they were grabbing a bunch of um, mm-hmm. stuff on So there. I think what ends up happening is you should be reaching Oscarton at like, like dinner time. But instead you get there later at night. Like instead of being able to get there and like unpack and like get, you know get into town, it's now like mm-hmm. it's rolling real late. So it takes you longer than you should to get to Oscarton, but you have made it. Like as you come out of the fo- the woods, it is now nighttime, and you know you can see the trees have been cleared out in this area. And there is a faint glow that you can see coming from a town, a small town. And as you approach the town, there is a figure standing outside. And it's a, it's, they're dressed like a, in a guard outfit, all leather, not metal. And not really like, like he doesn't have like a sword sword it's just like you know a short maybe like a short sword and like he's holding a torch and kind of like like a like a hot dog spear sure oh it's my gosh everything in this town hot dog uh, related. i thought i was, I thought I was gonna be, i was gonna say that the guards aren't dressed in like hot dog mascot costumes and be upset but this is fine <laughs> Do, this is this is i've told you guys and for listeners too this is a town in which i really haven't fleshed out so if you guys want it to be hot dog people, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wait, do you mean like, like people who are obsessed with hot dogs or like sentient hot dogs? Because I I I feel like I'm other. gonna draw, exactly. I feel like I'm gonna draw a line at sentient hot dogs. Great. Yeah, I'll love, love it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to. Ha- I don't want to have a scene where Francis eats somebody. <laughs> Which well, is where also that kind of weird because. Francis's pork, and he'd be eating a pork. Okay. Oh no, Francis is going to feel very uncomfortable because this is basically this town is based around the explo- exploitation of his people. 
Oh man. Oh, are we ser- okay? <laughs> which, okay. Which is like the whole thing that he's like, <clears throat> yeah. Okay, but they're pig farmers. You're a pig farmer. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I guess so that's true. technically accurate. <laughs> but not in the spirit of what we were discussing. Yes. What do yes. what are the people what would the guards of pig farmer town be wearing? Like what do you imagine when you see this this person? Wolves. I was gonna say wolves in overalls. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay, wolves in overalls. Yeah. Like This with- is a wolf town. Got it. <laughs> oh, poor Francis. So yeah, so this uh, wolf wearing like leather armor and like a tunic and carrying a short sword and a torch notices you all approaching and goes, hello, welcome to Oscarton. Oh no. Hi, we're all tired and it's night. (laughs) So I'm just like barely greeting this guy. Long day of travels, eh? Francis is kind of scared of wolf people in a general sense. It's, it's fair. So, yeah. Like he's, he's, I would, I wouldn't go as far as to say he's hiding, but he has definitely shuffled to the back of the group and is watching perhaps behind uh, the chicken. So he's it's just maybe watching. less safe. <laughs> he's like peeking around, like not saying anything. He's bigger than the chicken, but he is bigger than the chicken, but yeah. It's the thought that counts. Yeah. <laughs> There's something between you and yeah. the wolf. Uh, Musashi, you're the, the appointed leader of the group. We've had a long day of traveling and require lodging. <laughs> Good sir. Perhaps you can point us to the nearest inn or place where we can lay our heads down to rest. Well. Well, we got this. <laughs> well, first he was like, hello, welcome to Oscarton. And now it's going to be, well, we've got no such place as an inn in these parts. What accent is this becoming? It's like a combination of the yeah. two. It's a whole town that just loves playing with accents. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for a place to stay, you're going to have to ask what are our fine friends and neighbors of the pig farm yon oh hello there pig man i don't know where this is going and i hate it i don't like being called out pig man sounds uh that's kind of is that is that okay (laughs) before i say that before it becomes true canon here's a world building question Pigs that are raised for being eaten obviously are different than pigs who are not by much. They go feral in like one generation. Here's the way in the real world. In the real world, they go. They revert back to feral hogs in like one generation, which to me says they're not very different. Okay. So me as like playing as Musashi, I've been playing this idea of being a dog person as the same rules as the netflix series bojack horseman in which as writers they're like they had this discussion of like well these are animal people but what about actual animals and food and stuff like that and they're just like just toss that out the window these animal people are animal people and they're just people with animal characteristics and then animal animals that are used for eating whatever is just its own thing what like that's that's just i I think I, I they stuff by to avoid weird topics. It's they're like just, humans and apes. It's different for Francis, who is specifically 
born from hogs. Yeah. Like, like that was his thing is that he's supposed to be like. Okay. Well, then I think it makes sense for, for um, Francis to be nervous, but I don't think the wolf is going to see you as food. I would accept that. Okay. So he won't even call you out. He'll just like, if you are looking for a place to stay, where is this accent going? I don't know. It's going um, down under. It, it really is. You're going. You're going. It's not bad. <laughs> Getting better. Does, does he have like a guard buddy next to him? He's just like, he's like, Lewis, just stick to one accent, please. Lewis, what are you doing? Lewis, <laughs> yeah. we've been over this a hundred times. It's supposed to be Australian night. <laughs> He's like, you'll have to make your way into town and see what's what going on about in the bits and parts of the town square. <laughs> There's a Ram City Roads you can check out. They might have some watching. <laughs> I'm just watching Kristen. It's cracking me up. She's hating, she's hating and loving it at the same time. <laughs> Nodding fervently, yes. Go and go on down and check out the Rap City Roads. <laughs> so you guys are entering into Oscarton and then checking out the Rap City Roads to see what place ha- has lodging. And so next time we, I will flesh out Oscarton with a little bit of information that you have provided with me, and we will pick up, pick up there. So XP. Oh yeah. The squirrels don't, don't count as monsters. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. Experience points is a foreign object to me. Uh, I don't get that many, uh, often in another game. No. You guys had um, the level that you had of terrain was nine. So you get 200 XP. And there was no monster that was defeated this session. The squirrels do not count. I mean, were there 15 plus squirrels? No, there was like six no. squirrels. Oh. Dang. Sorry. I was hoping to do that Eldrazi thing where 15 squirrel tokens equal in power to like this giant 15-15 creature. Yeah, in magic. sorry. Wrong game. Mm. And not enough squirrels anyway. <laughs> okay, so 200 XP and we will uh, see what Oscarton's deal is next time. You know what's really hard? But I'm going to do it anyway. Self-promotion. That's right. I'm going to talk about Patreon. Geekspective has one. And if you sign up to become a patron, you'll get access to all sorts of cool Geekspective behind-the-scenes action like all of my GM prep for Shapeshift and the Warren of Petal Grove, outtakes, drawings, and more. We even have tiers where you can get some sweet swag or play in a game run by me, Amber. Other than sharing our shows, leaving ratings or reviews, this would be an excellent way to help us out at Geekspective. So if you've been enjoying Geekspective shows and want to help us continue to make more and more cool content, go to patreon.com forward slash Geekspective. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you've been enjoying Shapeshift, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help the show out. Shapeshift is a part of the Geekspective Network, where I host and co-host a lot of other cool shows. You can get information about the Geekspective shows by either following the Geekspective Twitter, that's at Geekspective, or going to the website at geekspective.com. 
This episode was edited by Rudy Basso. You can find him on Twitter at Rudy Basso. That's R-U-D-Y-B-A-S-S-O. Thanks, Rudy. Thanks, Rudy.